0: Well, hey, what's up? Welcome to the Move Church Forward podcast with Nick Newman. I am Nick Newman, and I'm so excited to have you join us today. The Move Church Forward podcast is designed to help your church overcome obstacles and continue to move forward. And I'm super excited because today we are talking about worship and growing a team. What it looks like to uh, build teams, have a plan, and man, I'm super excited because I'm joined by our worship director noah black
1: yeah i'm super pumped to be able to uh to talk through some of this and i think we've had a really interesting story within our team and so uh it's cool to be able to to have the opportunity to be
0: able just to chat about some of those things and hopefully give some practical insight on some stuff yeah, you know, I don't want to share your story for you, but uh, I mean, you know, to sum it up so that we can get into content. Yeah. Um, you were kind of done with church when you came to Propel. Yeah. Uh, but you went through the process, you got involved, mm-hmm. uh, you started as a drummer on our worship team. And, uh, and then like a year and a half or so later, um, we were transitioning. Our worship pastor was moving. And I remember coming to you and going, you know, Hey, (laughs) uh, I need you to step up and lead this thing. (laughs) And, you know, you were gonna lead the entire worship team as a drummer. You weren't leading worship at the yeah. time, you weren't singing or anything like that. Yeah. And so kind of walk me through uh, what it was like, A, to have your pastor kind of come to you out of the blue and go, <laughs> Hey, your your leader is leaving. Yeah. I know you guys have a close relationship, like yeah. he's he's moving forward. Um, and by the way, your getting a promotion <laughs> it's not a paid one but it's yeah. a promotion so yeah. walk me through that
1: yeah i mean it was it was weird because i was in a spot like like you said i played drums and i'd play drums throughout my entire life and was comfortable like like i was good to coast there for for however long and in saying that it was a it was a really eye-opening moment of like Oh wow! Somebody sees more in me than I saw in myself, and so um, it was—it was crazy. And then obviously there was the the personal side. Our worship pastor at the time was really close, like you said, and so um, it was—it was weird. Like it was a weird situation, but um, stepped into it because I knew like God had something there. Like you wouldn't have called that out within me if you didn't see something. And then now we're here, um, almost like two years later, yeah. something like that. And so, and I, I I'm. Incredibly grateful for where God's placed me. So it was just, it was a weird shift all around, but um, was ultimately was incredibly beneficial for myself personally. And then we've seen it uh, really work well for the team for sure.
0: Yeah. So when you take over a ministry area, like, okay, your pastor calls something out within you Mm -hmm. and you're stepping into this new role, specifically with worship, like what's one piece of advice that you'd offer for that new leader?
1: I mean, I think the the biggest thing for me in that transition, that if I could go back and do it again, uh, it would be to delegate more. Yeah, and uh, for me, like I, it was, I was, I'm so much of a doer. Like the the my past work experience and my my brain, like my work ethic is just very much like just to constantly do. And if I know that I can achieve it and accomplish it and get it done, then I'm going to do it. And over time, it'll, I mean, that's what leads to burnout. And that's what leads to, to a lot of just really bitter, uh, intentions and sometimes in people because they get so the, so caught up in just doing. And so, uh, ultimately whenever you delegate, you're not having to do everything and you're avoiding that burnout. Um, and also like a practical, you're not having to troubleshoot 17 major
0: problems each and every week by yourself because you can't you you literally can't you know especially in like portable church context yeah like oh yeah i remember um it it was funny Tori and i used to like uh, joke every now and then we call them like rescue sundays (laughs) because it'd be like man it it feels like the team is sinking today but you you jump in and you do what you gotta do oh 100 and as a leader you just don't have that ability yeah yeah one of the things that i love about uh, the culture of leadership here is that we talk about as you increase in leadership, mm-hmm. like ministry is not about doing, it's all yep. about equipping. Yeah. So and true. the call of pastors, the call of leaders is to equip saints for ministry. Yeah. Which means if you're not delegating and you're not showing anybody, you're actually standing in their way of mm. doing all that God's called you yep. to do. When yep. you look at the principle right with Jethro, Jethro comes to Moses and says, Man, you're doing too much. You're caring Carrying All this weight on you. And he says, you'll suffer. And so will the people. Mm, yeah. When we don't delegate, when we don't divvy out responsibility, yeah, it, like, affects others. it absolutely, yeah. it, it hurts the people on our yeah. team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think in that too, like you, when you, when you learn how to delegate, it ultimately helps you from stealing other opportunities from other people because then there's a lot of giftings that God's given people on your teams. And if you're just constantly doing everything, then you're removing the ability for somebody to step into a new level of, of leading, of, of being able to serve. And it, it just it's creates a better opportunity all around. And then like you don't end up missing areas that you normally would because you have 20 things on your plate that you're doing on say it's on a Sunday, there's going to be a lot of those areas where it's going to be like mediocre because you're not giving it all your focus and all your attention. And so uh, it gives people the opportunity to to be able to jump in and to be able to help and a lot of times achieve a goal or or a task better than you ever would because you're you're able to to focus on other things that are able to focus on something. And so uh, definitely for me it would be delegation like
0: that being such a focal point uh, starting off. So. Well, and, uh, you know, John Maxwell says if someone can do it 80% as well as you can mm-hmm. to let them have it. Yeah. And uh, I heard a pastor the other day. He was like, dude, I've dropped it to like 50%. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 the reason why is because a lot of times in ministry, um, we expect people to be on par with where we're at mm-hmm. without having the experience we've had right so yeah. my my normal assessment is can they do it the way I do it mm-hmm. not realizing man like I've been in the game like I've been doing ministry now for 10 years yeah and so for them to be doing this only six months into this mm-hmm. there's no way they're going to be able right. to do it yeah at that same you know and there's giftings and anointings and people do that but mm-hmm. like I I can't judge them Based on where I'm at and expect them to be at that same spot. Mm, yes, yeah, that's so really I good. I need to make sure that I take on the posture of a coach. Right. Yeah. And I show them while I'm doing it and then allow them the freedoms. Man, I'm, I thank God every week that I had a pastor who. Fostered an environment where I could fail mm. and I failed a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm here, yeah, for sure, I'm still in it for sure. And I think you have to have that that ability. Yeah, that's so good, that's so good. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit about delegation, and I think that's that's huge and, and so important. Let's talk about team building, yeah, because dude, <laughs> we were in a messy situation oh. like a year, Nuts. yeah, a year, uh, well, I guess no, not a year ago because. A year ago was 2020. That's a, it just, <laughs> That's a whole difference. So it was like, uh, well, you took over two years ago. Yeah, yeah right around
1: then. Yeah, it started off. Uh, was still I was leading from the drum
0: kit, um, but it was yeah, it was around then. Yeah, yeah. So you were leading from the drum kit. Yeah, and we were bringing in guest worship leaders, My like guest vocalists nuts. every yeah. single Sunday. Nuts. And here's what we realized: it's okay to do that every now and then. But it's not okay to do that long-term. My goodness. We learned, <laughs> so, we learned so many hiccups because they didn't have our culture. 100%. And so there would be some Sundays where like worship and the flow of everything fit really well. And then there would be other Sundays where it was like... People would go on a five-minute, let me tell you about my life story in the middle of a random know? spot. And it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't mesh. And yeah. so I stepped back and said, I, I'll never forget coming to you and going... <laughs> hey, this is our last Sunday having a guest worship leader. I don't care how well you can sing. My gosh. I think I looked at you and said, I think you're a six right now. Yeah. But yeah. I believe that God's yeah. got some things in store <laughs> no,
1: for you. You're 100%. I mean, it was it really funny because you came to me and you're like, hey, like in two weeks we're done, like, you, like you're going to be singing. And like I'd already, I was pumped about the schedule, man. I was like, bro, we got the next two months lined up. And and then it was just like, hey, this is just not working. And, uh, and I remember there was a specific uh, – um, we they, we called them Grow Nights then, but just a leadership gathering. And I remember you came up to me afterwards and, and we're just like, "Hey man, let me let me pray over you." And it, like I knew ish like how to sing, not really. Like it was it was pretty like it was a six. And uh, and I remember that night like you you begin to pray and just um, ask God to anoint my voice. I remember feeling like this this opening of like literally in my throat and then in that moment it was like hey i'm not the the greatest vocalist still like there's a lot of ways that i can improve but there's a level to this to where i can help train people and can really step into pulling some people up and pulling some
0: giftings out of some people that they don't see in themselves and so uh yeah it was huge as a pastor i would just say too like don't be afraid of brutal honesty
1: yeah You know, we have a lot of those conversations,
0: a lot of them, (laughs) and it's not like uh, one, we have high relational equity. Yeah, 100 percent. People don't care how much, you know, till they know how much you care. Yeah, for sure. Um, But at the same time, like the best way for me to protect you. Mm-hmm. Is to be a hundred percent real with yeah, you, yeah, for sure, and and to not coddle yeah, you. Yeah, don't beat around we, the bush. We don't need any more Christians that that are coddled. Yeah, <laughs> they, they cause enough problems. As this. So, so, talk to me about building a team because yeah. you took over, and then like where did we start? Because at the time we didn't have but like four or five people on the worship team. And the production team total Mm -hmm. now, you know, we've just sitting at 24 now, 24. Yeah. Come on roster on deck. (laughs) Um, But like, talk to me about that process. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you have a, you have a big practical and I think, I mean, I think it's huge of the, the like marketing and advertising side of like, Hey, put out some consistent stuff on your social media. Um, to where people that are already in-house and already either serving or trying to find some way to get connected, uh, it offers that opportunity for them to go in and do an
0: audition. And auditions are huge. Already in the house. Yeah, yeah. Be sure to, like, circle that. If you're taking notes, (laughs) highlight it, underline it. Yeah. Because far too often we look outside the house. Yeah. For like and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with posting Craigslist ads and doing yeah, social yeah. media posts. We've done we've, yeah, we've literally done yeah. all that. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you though, there's one guy <laughs> who has worked out from a Craigslist ad. Yeah, everything else. And it's your it's your soon to be father-in-law. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I see everybody doesn't yep. pan out. Yeah. And sure. so look at who God has placed in the house. Yeah. Because everything you need to do what God has called you to do in this season is yeah. either in your house currently or is on the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge.
1: And so um, yeah, funneling that using social media, um, and then getting people into the audition process. Um, and then I, I want to hit on that, but even before then, like as you, whether you're an existing team or if you're you're launching your church uh, soon and and you're just trying to figure out like a basis for your worship team, set a standard and, and live up to it. Like don't cut corners. I mean, it's huge. And so where I found the audition process or even pulling people in and just having talks with people who are interested, um, even if you have a musician come in, that's like a, a six out of a 10. Um, but they have a 10 out of 10, like a heart for the house they're willing to serve. Like I can give you resources and plug you in with some people who can teach you how to become a better musician, but to teach culture and to teach character, that's much harder. So if you come in and you're a 10 out of 10 musician, but you're not a team player, you don't have a heart for the house it's it's really, really difficult to have you serving It's not impossible, but it's really difficult that to actually cultivate and have the opportunity to be able to train in that and so teachability over talent, oh my gosh, every yeah.
0: time, yeah, every time like not even it, it, back in the day, I would have told you something different because well, because I just didn't. No. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. But like for real, teachability. Yeah. Over talent. Yeah. Because you can deal with a lack of skill. Mm. It's so complicated mm. to deal with a, a yeah. pride-filled heart. It's
1: so true. Yeah. And you see that in musicians, like, I mean, that's a a constant battle with, with people in that creative mindset and in that, in the music space. And so um, so, I mean, that's huge. Um, And in the audition process is like create a solid platform for your audition processes. So for us, uh, we'll have, we have a, a part on our website that has every, every little detail for if you're auditioning for acoustic or, or electric or vocals, and it has the songs we want you to, to go in if you're a female vocalist or male. And so it's all broken down to a T of what all you need. And so that communicates excellence to the person going in that, that we're ready. And, and we were ready to, to, to
0: be able to give insight into that. And so, um, what do you do when somebody doesn't want to go through like submitting a video, like, the way our audition yeah. process is laid out. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: So what we use we use predominantly, especially with COVID now too. We did some live auditions, um, but we do video a lot now. And so what what I'll do is um, we'll funnel people to the website. They'll submit video auditions. If they don't, I'll recommend a live audition just as a as an opportunity. You don't want to don't want to count them out. Um, but normally, like that's, that's the best way to go for them to be able to see later on if they do get on the worship team um, if they do get accepted they can see progression over time or it gives them really good feedback of if we say hey now's not your time to serve but i want to give you some practical resources um, as to what i would like to see and then come back in eight weeks and then try again then they can see progression and so uh but what will happen is they'll take that video send it to my email and then myself and then a lot of times i'll pull in one or two people from the team will listen to it critique it and then send back hey if if you've gotten it i'll normally send an email and say hey I want to say you you've we've accepted your audition and then get them in the rotation as soon as possible. Um, but then if they don't, I send a phone call because it, it comes across a lot better relationally than just an email. And so I'll give them a phone call and just say, Hey, um, sorry. We want to, we'll declining it temporarily or, or we want to give you, I want to give you the opportunity to, to learn some new things. And so, um, and then come back, I'll, I'll normally give a deadline. And so, um, so yeah, that's normally normal the process that we go through
0: there. And that was the biggest thing that we talked about in, you know, the early days of like actually nailing down an audition process mm-hmm. was that the reason why videos are so important is because without it, you don't have a baseline for where yep. people start. Yeah, 100%. And I want to make sure that people know how they grow. Yeah. And they can see it. Yeah. Because what we, what we do as leaders should be developing both the spiritual and the, the like skill set that yeah, people have.
1: Yeah, and just to hit one more point on auditions too, if you're an already existing team, whether you have 10, 50, 100 people on your team, and you haven't had a process before where you've had people who have been on your team for a long time to where they've submitted a video audition, I would encourage you to send them through the audition process again. I've seen incredible results from that because then... I can give people a, a a point to look back on of hey look how much you've improved and then honestly like looked into processes of hey once a year let's just funnel everybody in through again and so that way you're able to see the the bar of excellence that you're at and then if people aren't hitting it it gives you a good point of like hey we want you to 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 step it up a little bit and so it continues excellence and your pro you're you're always getting better and your team's always getting stronger
0: and the the people I remember when we told the whole team that we were gonna make them like Re-audition. audition yeah. and the people who didn't make it through that process were the people who weren't necessarily teachable. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, wanted to buck the system. The, yeah. the goal was to establish a baseline and yeah. we did that. Yeah. So talk to me for a second. Um, you know, we've talked through taking over the department, um, building teams let's kind of talk uh, uh this is gonna be like our last section for the day yeah let's talk about having a plan um because you know, especially in a season like this where we've got covid and oh man yeah um you may start with a worship team worship and production team of 12 and end up with with seven yeah you know by <laughs> by the time sunday rolls around you know even like this week um yeah, I got a message the other day that like, hey, I need you to step into a gap and uh, do the welcome and closing this week. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like that's not but like what's what's the game plan yeah, for like whenever somebody's out? Yeah. yeah I when mean, people are out and and really yeah. like when you just have to make transitions because yeah, for sure even if like they're not sick necessarily, there are times where people need to take a season off oh, or need sure. to step back. Yeah. How do you navigate that?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I think you know you see you have those scenarios like you have that that drummer that calls out or the, the guitarist that like calls the night before on a saturday night and it's like it's like ten thirty and they leave you a text message hey i won't be there in the morning it's like bro i was already asleep but things like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but for real though um but so a lot of these a lot of these plans it's not Necessarily, just that it's fixed this week. I think it requires a lot of work on the front end, um, and so I, I got four big things. Um, and so, definitely, if you're taking notes, r- write these things down. But the first thing I have is communicate needs to your team. I think the the big thing in that is uh, it's it's good to show vulnerability to an extent for your team members um so that way they know like what what they're dealing with like over communicating with your team is way better than under communicating Learned that the hard way in in different scenarios and you grow and so communicating ahead of time um that way if something is to happen um you know whether or not you're going to have people that are willing to jump in and so like with covid Whenever it kicked off a few months back, I'd had a conversation uh, with our team about in the event if somebody was out who would who would be willing to jump in specifically with our vocalists, and uh, was like, "Hey, there could be a week where vocalist is around, was in contact with somebody with COVID, and so like, it's we have at the time we have myself and two other male vocalists. And so it was like, hey, even if you're not on schedule, go ahead and just see the songs, be practicing them just in case somebody steps out. And so those types of conversations
0: are, are huge. And in this season too, like we do that for me. So yeah, yeah. Every weekend, you know, that I'm scheduled to teach, I have a backup communicator yep. that's scheduled that like is reviewing my notes and I'm not going to tell you mm. it's a perfect process. Like no, the other no. week it was like Thursday and, and uh, our executive director was like, Hey, who's your backup for this weekend? And I was like, shoot, <laughs> uh, tagging in Matt. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, for and, sure. and so just to make sure that it's there because anything could happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, it, it does, I mean, it's a lot of work and it's a lot more people, but I mean, it's, it's necessary. Um, and so, and I think a good point you, you even brought up earlier is I think right now, like God's providing, provided everything that you need even like even when it doesn't seem like it and so there's people in place whether you believe it or not that that are willing to jump in and so I, i think that leads to my second point um is identifying those above and beyond team members Uh, Identifying those above and beyond team members. Um, And it's those people, right, that that even biblically, like they're going the extra mile. Like they're willing to to not only do a task but then keep running with it as much as needed. And so those people on your team that are just willing to jump in, like really utilize them. Now, when I say utilize them, it's not scheduling them for the next 48 weeks and just like – hey we know that you're willing i mean there's some people that i mean it happens sometimes they're willing to serve that long but um like right now we have 24 people on the team and because of having that open dialogue and communication at the beginning specifically of this season i know that there's six people that i can count on to jump in whenever whenever they're needed um, for something and so uh, it's not to say like everybody on the team doesn't care but it's it's good to know that there's people that if somebody is out or if somebody uh, is, is like you said, out just for a season or whatever it is that there's people that can jump into that process.
0: And I think it's good for us to make sure that, you know, we're taking care of our leaders, making sure that they yeah. are resting well. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know that like, I'm not going to buy into this idea that if someone is serving, consistently Mm -hmm. even every week like I do think they need to take some weekends off yeah yeah. I take plenty of weekends off right Tori's teaching 100% Tori's my wife my wife's teaching this weekend uh coming up and then you know there's other people teaching like Mm -hmm. I may teach 35 this year yeah Um, yeah but uh like you can serve every weekend Mm yeah and it not be unhealthy yeah for sure it's all about the rhythms of rest that we yeah help the people on our team create yeah so yeah um yeah that's that's great man yeah that's huge yeah but
1: but in that i think it's i think it's very huge uh identifying those people because there are people that i mean i I remember for me there was a time where our former worship pastor came to me was like hey we don't have any more drummers uh we had a drummer just step out and so we don't have any more drummers can i get you to to commit I think it, was, it was like 12 to 14 weeks or something like that of every Sunday and I was like oh heck yeah I would love to play drums for 12 to 14 weeks in a row and so you got those people who are like excited to jump into that so utilize those people don't don't say no for them I know we, we talk about that a, a lot we don't like don't say no for people just because you think oh well they might say no if I I'm telling you like there's people that that the people on our team those six people that if they're not scheduled on a week they're reaching out like hey man are you sure you don't need anything like they're they're willing to jump in and so so invest into those people, um, and then like having leadership teachings, workshops, workdays, and uh, and they can all like those people um, being able to invest in into them that, that they're willing to go to every little event to try and learn and grow uh, is it, huge. And a third point that goes that goes with that is cross training people. Yes, uh, it's
0: it's huge, man. It's so huge. I remember coming to you like. Months ago, this was like right around the COVID time. Yeah, we we're talking about needing to get people plugged into production. Yeah, and it was low. And we had like four people in production, and the rest were serving in worship. Yeah, and <laughs> and you had like four acoustic guitar players yeah. <laughs> who are on like a once a month rotation at this yeah. point. It's like, there's no need. And I remember back in the day when I was working at Zaxby's, come on, <laughs> it, it, you don't know chicken until you've eaten Zaxby's. I love Zaxby's. It's <laughs> good. But, um, and I, I, was serving in the kitchen and, uh, there's just so many communication problems that mm. was happening between the guys in the kitchen and the people who worked front of house and we're running mm-hmm. drive-through. And so I came to my manager and said, look, like, can, can, I'm running the kitchen will you let me learn the front of house mm-hmm. and I can figure out how to fix the communication stuff? Yeah. And I think sometimes it's in huge. a worship department, you see that Oh yeah, you see that your worship team doesn't know how to talk to your production people. Yeah, and It's almost like your worship leader and your sound guy always has beef. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And yes. it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. We are literally on the same team. Yeah. Well, it's because we don't understand what the other person does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cross training allows you to create common ground yep. across your entire team team 100 and be a team player yeah because you don't have like if i'm not if, if i if i'm most needed in a specific area put me there yeah that's what a team player yeah. does yeah no that's huge and uh, you
1: hit i mean the nail exactly on the head um, and i think too what we've seen with cross training our team i think our team over the, the course of of the past year i would just say um to sum it up Cross-training has not only helped practically work out week after week for any event going on, but it's also unified our team. And I think uh, not as an arrogant statement at all, but I think my biggest accomplishment uh, so far on serving on this team and leading this team has been bringing worship and production together as one team rather than it feeling like two separate entities. And because of that, it's been a lot of cross-training because then you have – you know an electric guitarist that is skilled at his craft but doesn't understand the weight or value of why pro presenter is important and then they step into it and they're like oh my gosh like this is huge and so like you have people serving in different areas and so uh it it works out incredibly well being able to have that
0: and we even made that strategic shift like to bring clarity to it Mm -hmm. uh, a while back that we no longer call it worship team or production team. Yeah. We are Propel Worship and those two teams fall under that under one umbrella. The same umbrella. And and we wanted to make sure that our team understood that because worship, the worship team can't function without production. Yeah. And the production can't function without worship. We yep. are all in this together. Yep. 100%. Come on, kick in that high school musical vibe. <laughs> we're all in the- okay, we're all not right. doing that. We're no, not doing that. Not today. Not today not today. It's not the day for it. All right. What's your fourth thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So first we had communicate needs to your team. Second was identify your above and beyond team members. Third was cross training. And then four, it just pulls all those together. It's schedule accordingly. And so in that, like for me, I don't have a weekend On a Sunday or an event where I don't have a certain percentage of those above and beyond team members serving. And so for me, uh, I look, I make sure there's at least two of those six people that, that I have as those above and beyond out of our 24 scheduled every single week. So that way, in the event that somebody calls out you have somebody that's ready and is cross-trained to step in if somebody's not available and so normally like uh, one of those people that i schedule is cross-trained in everything worship and then um another one of those people is cross-trained in everything in production and then there's some people who are literally cross-trained in everything like know almost every single thing every aspect of serving and so um scheduling those people it's huge because then as a leader you can go in with peace of mind knowing that everything is going to be taken care of. You don't have to stress and wonder, Oh my gosh, I don't know if, if this person, for some reason, if they call out, we've got nobody to run sound. And then how is that? And so having people that know a bunch of different stuff, it, it, it's huge. And so investing into those people, investing time into, into each and every person on your team like that, but specifically those, uh, it, it helps a ton overall. And so, um, I think it's huge that, in having a plan together, going ahead and having these things on the front end, like I said earlier, and start preparing for a month from now, now start preparing for six months from now, now, like set up systems in place. If something's not working for your team, cut it out, like stop doing it. And so uh, and begin to build a system that's going to work and know that, you know, we may have systems here at Propel Church that don't work for your church. And that's fine. Find something that works for you. There's not a specific right or wrong way to do it. There's going to be certain things that work for your, for your Church culture for whatever, and so uh, it, it's huge. So those would definitely be the big things: is communicate needs to your team, identify above and beyond team members, uh, cross train
0: your team, and then schedule your team accordingly. Come on, man! Well, thank you so much for taking some time today and you know chatting through worship. I, I think the like. The biggest thing, as I'm hearing you talk and just kind of thinking back over, you know, the two-year journey we've been on now. Yeah. um, I think the biggest thing, you know, and and we talked about it in in detail, is like realize that you have more in the house than you realize. Yeah, Um, I I love that, uh, you know, story in the Old Testament where uh, the prophet tells her to go get her— get some empty jars. There's going to be oil poured out. And the so she goes and she gets jars and they pour oil and the oil doesn't stop flowing until they run out of jars. Yeah, that's so good. And I think like we need to make sure that we're, gathering these empty vessels within our organizations and yeah. gathering people who want to be used by god yeah they're in the house yeah they've been brought into the body of christ not to be a spectator not to sit yeah. but to serve and to use their yeah. gifts yeah and so we we allow and as we do that man god just keeps pouring out oil yeah after oil after yeah. oil and it, it's big
1: and just a last point to make um it's big and we've talked a lot about systems for Sundays or events and stuff, but remember how important it is to relationally build with your team. Um, and actually like do like going out and and our, our, a lot of our team likes to play disc golf go out and play disc golf with them go out and just hang out go out to eat go br- like pull people into the process of just relationship and it, it makes it incredibly worth it because you don't want to just pull people in and just have them serve and then feel like all you're having them is a warm body on a sunday um, actually build actually care pastorally care for your team well and uh figure out what they like what they don't like and, and just be able to build over time i think whenever you do that 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 matters even more than, than the
0: practicals of, of events and stuff. So it's huge. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Move Church Forward podcast. We're so honored that you chose to be here today. If you want to contact Noah, you can reach out to him through email. His email is black at church. Hope you have a great day and continue to overcome obstacles and move church forward.